0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. My name is Nathan King, and we have finally reached an end of this nine-day Auburn coaching search. If you've been under a rock, Auburn has hired Boise State head coach Brian Harson. Um, kind of out, of out of left field a little bit. Um, our Philip Marshall talked about it this morning um, in his column, kind of referenced it. But really, I think, I mean, this, this is something that um, Alan Green, sort of Auburn's athletic director at the last minute, Uh, Really liked this guy, and I think uh, his interview process really blew Auburn away, and now Auburn's looking at its 27th head coach, and I'm joined by Jason Caldwell. And Jason, um, I mean, you just said it. It's been a crazy day, um, and what are kind of your initial impressions of this hire for Auburn? It's not a traditional – I mean, this guy doesn't have an SEC background. You know, he's not one of the guys that Auburn was looking at that is a Saban disciple or has any ties to Auburn. Um, he's just been doing his own thing at his alma mater, Boise State, and having a lot of success. what are your what are your kind of few impressions of, of Brian Harson now as Auburn's new head coach?
1: Yeah, I think first of all I think it's something that that is is a positive when you start talking about you, know, you start looking at you know kind of the hires and the way things have been done. Um, it's kind of been people that had connections and people that we know were assistant coaches or those kind of things. I think it was time to, to do a little something different, and, and and Alan Green and this committee did something different. They did. Uh, this kind of reminds me, we'll see. You never know how it works out. You never know how coaching hires work out, how they're going to go. This reminds me of Urban Meyer to Florida when it happened. Um, same kind of situation. A guy that worked under really good assistance, got his shot to, to coach an up-and-coming program. Urban Meyer was at Utah. Ryan Harson at Boise State but they worked under really good coaches. You look who Brian Harson has worked with, um, you know, as an assistant, you know, he worked with Dan Hawkins and then he worked with Chris Peterson. I mean, he's worked with guys that built programs and sustained programs at a high level uh, and carried them on. And, and, and I think, you know, th- People wonder, like, how is he going to recruit at this level? He was in Texas for a couple of years. And so, you know, you understand recruiting if you're in Texas. So to me, just on the outside looking in, I think the biggest thing that jumps out to me is that it was different. Um, And I think to their credit, you know, Alan Green, Jay Googe, the committee um, did their homework and said, look, we're going to go out and, and find somebody that we feel like is the right fit. And, you know, I kind of talked about that even back last Monday, the first thing I wrote about it and said, look, the timetable, it, it, you know yeah it'd be great if you got somebody the first two days the most important thing is getting the right guy we'll find out if if ryan harson's the right guy in a couple of years but I, but on the surface I, I think it's a good move i can't i can't necessarily
0: find any downsides to it. i mean i think there's a lot to like um like you said on the surface i mean 69 and 19 in seven seasons at boise state um four conference championship appearances three conference championship victories they won 10 or more games five times which since 2014 I mean got the the teams that have won 10 games five times since then is you're talking about Ohio State and you're talking about Clemson and Alabama obviously different conferences but I think Auburn kind of plucked the most consistently successful sitting head coach that they could get right now and yeah. talking about consistently um because Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin guys like that um look great great coaches but talking about a bit of a a bit of firecrackers, whereas Harson just kind of went to work at his alma mater um, and just won games after games after games after games. Um, Jason, when you're talking about the recruiting a little bit, obviously that's a lot of your forte. What do you think are some big keys for Harson and his new staff? We'll see how many of his new staffers there are. What do you think are some big keys when he starts to hit the ground running here, you know, very shortly um, to kind of getting some success in this class? Because, I mean, they've only got 12 guys right now. They might have to hit the transfer portal pretty hard. He, he's got a bit of an uphill battle right now.
1: Yeah, I think the, the first key is, 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 is staff. I think, you know, obviously uh, just being from an area doesn't mean you can't recruit somewhere. Um, you, know, you know, people are like, well, you know, you hadn't coached in the South before. Well, Nick Saban hadn't coached really in the South before before he came to LSU. That guy's been okay. He's done an okay job, I would think. Uh, same thing with Urban Meyer uh, when he came to Florida. He worked out pretty well. If you can recruit, you can recruit. And and, and and putting a staff together, those guys is going to be really important for him. Um, and I think, you know, who knows what that will be. I would guess, you know, there may be a couple of guys that are currently on the staff that might get a look. He's going to be allowed to, to, to hire who he wants to. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, you know, maybe there's some guys that he might want to take a look at. But there's going to be some new faces. And I, I think one of the things about him that's a little different, uh, you mentioned Lane Kiffin and you mentioned, um Hugh Freeze you mentioned some of those guys the difference is this you know Brian Harson is an offensive guy he was a quarterback he's been a quarterback coach and worked with Kellen Moore some really good but you look at his teams at Boise State and they're, they're physical football teams that play defense and I think that's the difference for him is that he's got a little bit of that old school mentality a little bit and I think that that's the part that that kind of fits a little bit more with Auburn is that it's a little bit of that old school mix, but also a guy that has that has developed quarterbacks and been an offensive guy. And you start looking at it, going, "When what do you got to have? You got to develop quarterbacks, and and those position at that position, you got to be really good. And his guys, for the most part, have been good.
0: Yeah, you look back, and I mean, everyone wants to talk about offense, obviously. I mean, that's the thing that stands out most about his time when he was a coordinator there. Kellen Moore was fantastic, and and that's just kind of his hallmark. He's an offensive coach, offensive coach by nature. Um, but they've had some really good defensive players. They're all Curtis Weaver might've been the best edge rusher in the country last year for Boise state. Um, and so you look at a coach like this and you're thinking, okay, what can we do once we get him elite talent on the defensive side of the ball? Obviously he's schemed things up very well on offense. Um, and that's kind of an interesting thing about his offensive philosophy. Um, he's going to do some funny stuff. I mean, I think his, his base schemes are, are impressive and his players have liked them in the past. Um, but it's interesting to me that, you look at what a lot of people are saying about this hire and a lot of people who've covered him in the past and have talked to him in the past and know his offenses is that, I mean, trick plays, that's that's one of his big things. I mean, talking about the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, it's one of the best plays ever was that Statue of Liberty play to beat Oklahoma. And that was a trick play. And so that's what a lot of people, I think, got frustrated a little bit with Gus Malzahn because of plays like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important for him to recruit this class and kind of salvage them a little bit um Jason in your opinion sort of moving forward where does he kind of stand right now in terms of your intrigue of obviously I mean you cover Auburn it's he's the most intriguing coach to you um but the SEC West looks a lot different now than it did three or four years ago I mean talking about the coaches um where does he kind of stand for you and, and how interested are you to kind of see how things shake out there's you know Auburn just you know a week ago had one of the most established and long-standing coaches in the conference, all of a sudden
1: you yeah. got a brand new one. Uh, how excited
0: are you to kind of see how the conference shakes out over the next yeah, few Yeah,
1: I think young and energetic. You look at at, at this league right now, and, and you got a couple of different directions. You've know, you got Nick Saban that's kind of the old hat. And then um, you start going, well, Mark Stoops is a little bit more of a veteran. Um, and then, and, you know, you look at, and, you know, obviously you look at, it, you know, it, and uh, Mississippi State, and go. You know, Mike Leach is an older coach. You were in the SEC, but a little bit older. And then Jim Fisher, Dan Mullen. Those are the old. It's a lot of young guys. There's a lot of young guys in this league right now that, that are taking over programs, going to have a chance at, at doing some things. And um, you know, so I, I think the intrigue is there. I, you look at at people that know football. People that know football are going, "Hey, Auburn's getting a very good football coach now. How you recruit? How you how you do those things?" But I'll tell you this. In terms of development, Boise um, State had three players drafted in 2014: one and 15, three and 16, two and 17, two and 18, one and 19, and three last year. He had a first rounder, Leighton Van Der Esch. a second rounder used in, in, in an offensive tackle, at Ezra Cleveland. And you know, people look, they you know, they've had you know, they've had three offensive tackles drafted over that time. Um, but what's something that all the people have talked about. You know, offensive line development, um, getting those guys in. Um, They've done that. They've had some defensive linemen. You you know, Curtis Weaver last year, DeMarcus Lawrence, you know, Dallas Cowboys, that is a very good football player that came out of Boise State as well on defensive line. So they have developed, and you develop talent that, you know, you start looking at it going, you know, not a ton of four-stars that are rolling into Boise, you know, Idaho. Yeah, exactly. Um, You have a chance to, to coach better players. Uh, more athletic guys. And you, as long as you continue to develop those guys, then I would expect that, that this should be a fun ride to, to see what happens. Talking about, uh, I mean, his,
0: his success that he had at Boise State that was so consistent because, I mean, you think back to, granted, Gene Chizik was great, and he won a national championship. His, his fallout was not very good. I mean, his final season. But think about people being at that airport and shouting five and 19, um, and now you've got a guy 69 and 19. I mean, it's just a much better um, consistency in terms of a program builder. Um, one thing I'll we'll, we'll we'll close out with, Jason. Something I've just been kind of thinking about that I can't really um, wrap my brain around, and I can't really get to one exact answer because I mean Auburn had some problems on both on offense and just kind of overall as a program. You know, they, had, they obviously had their issues. You don't move on from a coach for no reason, but. What is one thing you'd like to see Harson do in his first year? What do you, what do you think is, is his number one goal? Obviously, he's not going to contend for the – I mean, he could. It could be Gus Malzahn his first year. But yeah. his goal is, you know, you never – Auburn's – the pressure's not going to be there to win the West in his first season, something like that. But what what do you think is his biggest thing he needs to get done um, from now until this time next year on the planes?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's the thing that he's done. Um, and that is come in and put Bo Nix and this offense – in a position to take the next step. Um, you know, we've seen – and Bo's made some plays. He's been a guy that's done some things. But I think he's a guy that can and I think he will flourish as this offense takes more of a – I don't say it's going to be a pro-style look, but they allow their quarterback to do a lot more than, than, all, than Bo's been able to do in the past couple of years. Uh, you look at, at what, when Bo has been successful, and, you know, you look at when Jared Sinem was successful, almost always it was when they were in a two-minute offense when they were reading the field. Normally in the set offense, it was, hey, you take the snap, you throw the ball here. That's, this is the play design. That's where it's going. I think you look at that quarterback development and what he did with, you know, Kellen Moore and those guys. I think Bo Nix has a ton of room. To me, that's the step. And if you do that, then this team's got a chance to really take off with a couple of pieces. You mentioned recruiting. Can you can you find a transfer offensive tackle to come in and really solidify right. things? To you me, mean, hold on, every, Eric Wilson. Everything else on the offensive line, only on the offense. You know, can you strengthen that line? Everything else on the offense. If you're Seth Williams, if you're Anthony Swartz, heck, if you're Eli Stove, even though you you you're a senior, you look now and you go, man, this offense could really open things up for me in terms of NFL possibilities. The tight ends, you look at yes. those guys. Mm-hmm. So to me. That is that finding the few pieces you need, whether it's in recruiting or transfers, and then going odd offensively, we're going to take things to another level. Yeah, exactly. And he's
0: going to have a lot more talent on the offensive side. Not that Boise State didn't have good players, but the SEC talent he's going to be able to start to bring in. Jason, appreciate you taking some time out of your long day um, to hop on here with us on the podcast. We will catch you guys later this week to continue the reaction. Um, and from Brian Harson being Auburn's, next head coach shout out to saucer steve on twitter he was excited for us to record so he told me <laughs> to give him a shout out so gotta shout him out here at the end of the podcast um thank you guys for listening please go rate um and subscribe on apple Podcasts wherever you guys catch us um we appreciate you guys tuning in and we will see you guys later